Hello and welcome back to Reading the Beers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me as always for the monthly movie awards, it's my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Scanlon, as we present our accolades to the films of August 2022. So stick around, we hope you enjoy Midway through. What are you talking about, David? It's <laughs> September first. Um, it's Gary, it usually comes out in September. I could tell you the lotto numbers for last week. Two, three, four. Yeah, recording this. Uh, recording this well before the end of the month. Um, so we, there's a few movies we're not covering off, but uh, look, it's we've seen we've seen enough August at this point. Mm. August has been such a good month. We're like, you know what? Blow it up, breath. Good, <laughs> good it here. It's like it's two 0 at halftime, and we don't need to. We don't need to see anymore. It's like you know what? The only thing that could make this any better is Jack Harrison coming out with a great movie <laughs> in the 69th, 69th minute. minute. This is going over everyone's head. <laughs> For context, Leeds have just beaten Chelsea three 0 on David's in great form. So we decided to record a podcast. Who would have thunk it? Um, so yeah, so we're do, we're, we're recording this a bit early, uh, but we, we, we like I said, there's some still good movies that we're going to be able to talk about this um, this month. Um, first up, I want to thank everyone who threw in their reviews for movies of um, the past month there in August. Much appreciated. And I guess the movies we're going to talk about this month is Bullet Train, Prey, 13 Lives, Nope, Secret Headquarters, Day Shift, and actually a holdover from last month that we missed, a movie called Not Okay. Um, so if you have or haven't seen these movies, you can jump around with some time codes below. We'll try not to spoil it, but there's one movie we might... We're definitely spoiling Not Okay, are we? Yeah, there's a lot I have to talk about. Okay, we're definitely movie. spoiling that. And then we'll try our best with no. We'll see how far we get. Again, I don't think anyone's going to be worried about spoilers for not okay. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we're going to talk about some movies um, coming up then in the next month as well. But I guess for anyone who's listening for the first time, just explain the, the rough concept of this. Um, it's month of movie awards. Six awards. Um, movie of the month. For the best movie of the month. Movie of the month. Worst movie of the month. Uh, I had to explain this to my father yesterday. <laughs> who, and I, I don't know how many of these come out. And he just... Fair play. He just how he's able to look at me with and not seem so disappointed when I was like, "So the Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting, Father," and he goes, "Right." <laughs> so yeah, there's the uh, Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting, Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting. So that's Best Actor and Worst Actor. Then we have our Hidden Gem Award, which is for a like a hidden gem of a movie, and the opposite of that, which we have put a Eamon Duffy spin on, which is the Blatant Muck Award <laughs> for the most overexposed piece of shit. Yeah. That came out in this month as well. Month, yeah. um, so there's seven movies to talk about. Um, I thought where we could probably start off with would be The Hidden Gem. Because I think The Hidden Gem's a good one to start off with. Sorry, know? just before you start there, a bit more of housekeeping. Um, obviously, we were out on Tuesday night and someone came up to you and told them told you <laughs> you were that they were listening to the pod. Yeah. And which interaction do you get from people on the pod? Like after pods and stuff or within pods? Um, yeah, like it's, a, <laughs> like it's a mix of both in that like... Sometimes I I always expect no one to listen. Okay. And then when people say they listen, I'm like, shut up, don't tell me that. Okay. But then also what'll happen is I get it <laughs> I get people telling me things that I have said on the pod. Yeah. I'm like, wait, did I did I tell you that? And they're like, Oh yeah, I heard it somewhere. I was like, No, I I'm pretty sure you where I have to they don't tell me they've listened, yeah. but I have to tell them that they've listened they've and listened. have regurgitated yeah. to me. Yeah. But yeah, and then also it's in strange ways where I'll be like talking about a movie, they're like, Oh, I've heard you talk about that. I'm like, Oh, I had a whole bit ready to go. I can't believe you've listened. I, I suppose my, my point was, um, and this is for the listeners as well, is there any movie that you've listened to the pod and we've influenced you whether to watch or not to watch a movie? 
Oh, my brother um, reached out about something. I can't remember what movie he said he watched, but he said he watched something off the pod and he was a big fan of it. Okay, that's, that's um, good to hear. I just, I just wouldn't read it. Just out of interest, I was, list, I was thinking no, about that. No one will ever give me the satisfaction okay, of yeah. coming up to me being like, hey, you made me watch Brian and Charles. No, no, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about something a bit more mainstream. <laughs> yeah, like Brian and Charles. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to call, start calling... I'm going to think I'll throw Brian and Charles into the intro. The Hidden, hidden Gem Award. The Brian and Charles Hidden Gem Award. Mm, we'll have to wait until the end of the year, David. We yeah. did discuss it at the beginning. Yeah. But um, speaking of the Brian Charles Hidden yeah, Gem Award. Oh, and sorry, the last thing I meant to say is how we decide these awards is David puts in his nominations yeah. for the month, I put my nominations in for the month, and then we tally it together as the only two members of the Academy. If there is a tiebreaker, uh, it goes to a third party, which in the past was myself as a producer, but as fans have given out, fans, not fans, listeners have given out, <laughs> that seems very biased and unfair. So every month we try to get a new producer in, and this month... I think we've decided to get the predator from Prey. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's going to make a noise to yeah. edit, edit time dependent. Yeah. And if, we, if we're making any decisions that he doesn't like, he might eat one of us. Okay. <laughs> Take our spines. Let's see. Does he have anything to say on that? Well, that might have been scary if I edited <laughs> that in. Who knows? Uh, um, and of course, peer reviews. And the peer reviews as well. Yes, Debbie, you're doing a good job. Uh, uh, you have much better, clear head than I yeah, do after sorry. that Leeds victory. Know, yeah. play. And yes, what we do is at the end of every uh, the end of every movie, we whoever throws me a message on Letterboxd or some people have put stuff on Instagram and some people have messaged me directly, um, I throw that in for the peer review as well. Yeah. So be sure to Just let me to know your thoughts. Just to clarify if we are correct or incorrect. Yeah, in a certain movie. I think this, it's really interesting then to get like, I have one person in particular who reached out about Nope mm. and it was completely a different wavelength to what we thought about yeah. it but has it's really inspired me to think oh yeah you could look at the movie yeah. that way so that I'll definitely come back to That's that later good. on um, but speaking of a big spooky predator let's start let's talk about our hidden gem award yeah. and the first nominee is Prey okay um, and it's not the prequel <laughs> to yeah. Eat Prey Love of course <laughs> a joke David has heard me made multiple times yeah, think, he's, been, he's been trying it with me he's been you know spitballing hey David what if I say it like this <laughs> yeah I've been working on it I've been going to comedy stores with it getting no laughs it's um, just the one joke I get up I tell yeah, it I leave. you just leave um, just goes to show much of a hidden gem it is nobody, yeah, knows nobody it even is. knows it's, it's like that with the joke is hilariously unfunny yeah exactly um, but yeah do you want to you let people know what Prey is yeah okay so Prey is a prequel to the movies you know Predator movies prequel a prequel yeah to the movies um, the Predator movies um, it takes place in about the 1700s so um like in the Comanche Nation mm-hmm. in America, this is kind of during the like when there's kind of building in towards the west coast of America, and there's still kind of land to be discovered. And we're we're kind of um, introduced to a girl uh, who is part of the Comanche Nation. Um, do you know what? I can't remember any names in this. I'm going to look really bad. Naru, Naru. There we go. Um, and so. We're just going to introduce her and she is obviously a female, but she wants to be kind of more of a hunter, tracker, mm-hmm. um, kind of that hunter-gatherer kind of person as part of the tribe. But obviously the fact that she is a girl means that she has to kind of do other kind of tasks, more kind of mundane kind of building. She's a healer, isn't it? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Building tents, doing, you know, getting all the coats from, from certain animals and things like that. And, you know, just building clothes. Stuff, you know we take for granted now yeah I don't think um, I could um, build a tent or get a coat yeah exactly but, unless I was into Catalan day but. yeah exactly <laughs> um, so she's kind of our, our protagonist and we're kind of brought on a, a kind of weird adventure across the nation um, and you know she, we're kind of introduced her as a tracker as a hunter but obviously she gets caught up in something a little bit 
more dangerous than she's usually mm-hmm. used to. Yeah. So, um, and this this second character, I'm hope I'm pronouncing this name right. Predator. <laughs> Predator <laughs> comes on the scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's this case of nobody believes her because she's not a good tracker. That this thing that's out there yeah. hunting and killing people might be more dangerous. It's than not. People. It's not your usual lion, tiger, or bear. No, <laughs> it's a predator. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is. Do you know what? This is probably the second best predator movie there's ever been. Um. Yes. Although. <laughs> Having recently watched The Predator, mm. the first Predator movie, because I kept sending you the gif of yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Um, Carl Weathers. Doing the handshake. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I actually just need to watch this movie. Yeah. I would say this movie is better. Oh, yeah. But obviously, you know, the original one was the one that kicked mm. it off, so you yeah. probably say that has the truest form of this. Yeah. But um, this, this, just, this just does such a good job, my opinion of... I, like, if this came out after Predator, you'd be like, and yeah. like what's what like this this is just the yeah. same thing again kind of yeah. but because we've had all this other garbage with the like yeah. some of the other garbage predator movies introducing aliens doing all yeah. this stuff like. to strip it back to 1980 whatever the fuck it was 80 1780 no sorry the as, as in like oh, right, the 1980s yeah, yeah 1980s and just tell it but in a different time period mm. and just strip it all back and just go back to the roots of the story it's so interesting yeah. and it's so well done and i think not only is like the acting great um, the visual effects are great. Oh, it's, the cinematography is great, yeah. but it's such a simple story. Yeah. So I don't think it it, it it deserves to be like applauded as something that's a complete game changer. No, exactly. It's just yeah. a beautiful reset to a yeah. franchise that was just wildly spiraling out of control after the the Predator movie that came yeah. out in twenty eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's just one thing you mentioned there, and it really resonated with me, and it, it resonates. <coughs> sorry, it resonates every time I see movies do this. Is locations location yes. some locations were absolutely phenomenal i know like these type of action movies can't really rely on things like that especially like big budget things you know yeah you do take them for granted but like it just it just elevates the movie and like it just adds that thing where good action good narrative good locations good cinematography and it's it's as good. you say it's not groundbreaking it's just doing all these things correctly yes. and right yeah and stuff and it's just taking boxes and, and, and things like that so yeah i mean I'm not going to say to anyone that this is like something you have to go out and see but if you're looking for a good Predator movie or even just a good action movie this is yeah. exactly what you want to see and it's on Disney Plus yeah. we're not sponsored by them of course uh, but it's it's like it's, it's a nice it, you'd love to watch it in the cinema but mm. also it's a, it's a beautiful watch at home movie because it's an hour and 40 minutes long yeah. and also just go with the costumes as yeah. well like everything is just nothing takes you out of it except the big gods the big Predator <laughs> um, but even still <laughs> um, but it's just it's a case of uh but even with that, I just feel like they did a good job of like first half of the movie just to him as invisible, yes. and then you just see little glimpses even when yeah. you see Naru's kind of running away. Some of the a bit poo. Yeah, but you can forgive that. Yeah, uh, and I I feel like that's an issue when he's going um, invisible. Invisible. It's yeah. just kind of it's hard to tell if it's it's good CGI or not. But like they're just kind of drip feeding you, drip feeding, you, and then when you see it, it's like yeah. big kind of flash. And I've seen a couple of things on Instagram of behind the scenes and mm-hmm. how like actual physical that character is yeah like, I saw didn't he have to wear a weird neck brace yeah, just for the yeah. weight of the head and yeah. shit um, but yeah again as you say it, it just elevates everything and I was just disappointed that it didn't get released in cinemas like I feel like this is the type of movie that deserves that big budget release but again it's just so well, hard I think this because time. It, had, it was so below the radar yeah you had to go discover it and like you didn't know if it was going to be any good mm. and, like I, I think I saw something where the director or the writer director I don't know if it's... No, I think it was the writer was trying to... Uh, 
was trying to keep it secret that it wasn't a Predator movie. Yeah. Like, that would have been really interesting been twist. Tough, yeah. But I think it's, I think you, you probably got some more eyes on it. And I guess the reason why it's in Hidden Gem is I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a few people that wouldn't know what it is. And I feel like it, because it's on streaming, it's it's not, I haven't seen much about it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I suppose what we're going to talk about it later is Amber Mid Thunder. Oh my God. Like, yeah. carries the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I failed to say but I'm, I'm disappointed to say I haven't seen her in anything else but like she's definitely gonna, she's going to be a big star like the fact that she's able she's a bit like Tom Holland she can do the physicality or she looks yes. like she can do the physicality and stuff um, really impressed with her even like every character in this is really really good yeah. and like I don't think there was anything apart from maybe a certain group of people just towards the kind of yeah, I think mid-section I know what you mean. I think movie I, um, I was just I, I kind of I thought that took me out of it a little bit but I can understand why they're there yeah. and it gives I, I think it does give another kind of um, kind of string to the bow of the whole narrative that like this isn't just about fighting a monster it's something else yeah, is happening yeah, yeah. in their in their nation as well um, and then the other person I was going to just mention is Dan Trachtenberg so um, the, the director. director of uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane as well yeah so he's just like again he seems to did be he, just. Did he do something bad in the meantime? He may have because I haven't seen him. Oh, do he did the anything. Black Mirror episode playtest. Yeah, Jesus. So like, he seems to be just doing little things now. I don't know when this was filmed. I imagine twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Yeah, because maybe it was the case that this was filmed over um, COVID and it's just releasing now. But like, thinking about Ten Cloverfield Lane was twenty sixteen. This is twenty twenty two. Like a six year gap. Yeah. Now, maybe he's been doing other things in the, in the meantime, well, it, but... It says development of the film began during the production of The Predator. So that was back in 2018. 2018, okay. So, so. so if it's been in development since then, maybe he's been tied up in it. Yeah. And apparently, well, filming shot in 2021. Okay. So... But as I said, I think he is just someone that just... You don't even need to give him a huge budget, just like... Yeah, and also, yeah, isn't this... this, this the, yeah, this is this, like the, the film was shot in English and then later dubbed in Comanche. It's yeah. like the only movie to have that and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can watch the whole thing in Comanche if you want to. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I, a lot of people were, I know some reviewers were kind of um, bashing the dialogue at, at stages, but I think the reason for that was, is that translating from Comanche to English. Okay. They have to do it a little bit simpler English. Ro- oh, okay. So that's yeah, why yeah. some of the dialogue is a bit weird and it's a bit yeah. Americanized. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that it's a bit weird. Like it's just right. modern dialogue. Yeah. Um, but I think that was okay. one of the reasons. I didn't so. take me out of it. Yeah. Like it's, it's again, um, it's because the phys- physicality and the stunts are so cool on this that like, it's worth you, it. You, you understand. And also I think there was a week where this bullet train and 13 Lives came out after a week of seeing DC League of Super Pets where yeah. the crawdads and it was just a nice breath of fresh air yeah um, so sorry just to, to mention Dan Trachtenberg also did The Boys according to what? this what yeah he also directed this some bo- this, the boys. some episodes of The Boys so yeah just to give him his geo on that as well sorry I interrupted you there oh apparently he was supposed to direct the uh, Uncharted there you go thank god mm. um, this Dan guy this is almost research we should have done before the podcast. Nah, we're taking people on a journey, David. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people taking on a journey, um, not okay, David. Not okay. Oh, we're getting right so into So I it. have wait, not seen this. You, wait, did you put this in Hidden Gem? Oh, yeah. I'll no, hey, we put this in Hidden Gem. Also, remind me, I have to do the fucking peer review. Okay. And it's from none other than Mr. Keen O'Driscoll. Okay. Big fan of... The Predators. The Predators. 
Um, but also the movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there's not there's not a band called the Predators, is there? <laughs> no, David. It's what about the football th- boots? The Predators. No, he likes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he gave four stars, and he said it was good. He said it was the Revenant, but better. Uh, he thought that's a, that's a great review. Yeah, and he also said that you know he thought some of the stuff was a bit unbelievable, like even just how she made some quick connections, figure things out, um, like stuff. I don't say that because it's a bit of a spoiler. But he said overall, I thought it was good. The one thing he kind of wanted was a so. A, it was a flashback to the Mayan Empire just because apparently that was referenced in one of the other Predators. Uh, okay. um, but I think that's just Keen being a bit of a Predator nerd. Yeah, so of course. Go fuck himself. Exactly, yeah. Um, Not okay. Not so okay. this came out in July. It actually yeah. came out the same day we went to go see DC League of Super Pets. So we didn't yeah. have time to, to watch it. But you reckon it's worth my time and effort <laughs> to have to listen to you talk about it. This is I'm doing the second movie in a row. You're going to have to start pulling your weight, man. Oh, don't worry. I only have to edit this whole thing. <laughs> um, okay, so Not Okay is this kind of modern take on, you know, the lives of influencers mm-hmm. and that whole culture of, like, being someone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, just the fact that you said that kind of culture, I no, already know what you know, type of this yeah. is going to be. Well, as an influencer, I'm not going to do that. Um, and so we're introduced to this girl called uh, Danny Sanders, and she's kind of... She's grown up in the years of, say, the 2010s. We're not really given an exact date or whatever, but, like, she's talking about how she missed out on, like, 9-11 and she missed out on those momentous times and periods in, like, American life and stuff like that. And she's the typical, you know, tween slash, you know, mm-hmm. early 20-year-old who's trying to find her way in life and um, wants to have that big break and wants to be somebody. Yeah. Okay, I- I'm, I'm going to do my best to not... Um, spoiler early on if anyone actually yeah. does is interested so she's the generation after us because yeah. aren't we described as a generation too we're too old too 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 young to own property and too old to be an influencer yeah exactly yeah um, so and so she she gets the idea that she, she wants to kind of become this influencer type and get in with this kind of gang or whatever get in with the the other people she works with that um, have this kind of platform so she makes up this lie that she goes to Paris uh, on this riding trip and she makes this Instagram page and starts like posting photos that are photoshopped like mm-hmm. with it, the Eiffel Tower and the Champs-Élysées and mm. Arc Triomphe all this stuff um, but then suddenly there's a big um, disaster in Paris okay. and she's kind of caught in the middle of it Right. so she in comes in the sense that she would supposed to be there yeah she was okay. supposed to be there yeah okay. Um, so then she comes home and she becomes this kind of symbol for you know um, surviving this yeah surviving thing. and okay. being a survivor and she joins a group of, of people who have had oh, that no. issue where you know they might have been caught in a school shooting or okay. stuff like that or like oh, no. part of like a murder what is this? is this a comedy? drama comedy okay. kind of thing and some people have described it a little bit like Uncut Gems that you have this character who keeps making uh, bad decisions okay. and like like keeps going on with the lie and tries well, that's to not like okay. yeah just keeps digging the hole pretty much so that's that's absolutely fine okay like okay. the my problem with this is okay Zoe Deutsch's character Danny Sanders okay is clearly depressed at okay. the start of this movie she's clearly depressed has no friends okay. she lives on her own even her manda won't have anything to do with her okay, okay? so you clearly have this that's depressed okay. character yeah exactly so the the big thing is she she writes this uh, article um for her company or magazine or whatever and what's the name of the magazine do you know 
Oh, I'll look it up because I hope it's something yeah. stupid. Something ridiculous. I think it'd be delinquency. Something like fuck, uh. something stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's what that's what make gets her big break or whatever. And that's everyone kind of attaches themselves to that. Okay. okay. Um, and I've heard some reviewers talk about this movie that they hated this character that she you know she's just looking for attention. Oh, okay. And my whole thing is okay when you starve someone of attention. Okay. okay? So someone of her generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. That just you know is constantly just on Instagram looking for the next. Um, hit of endorphins and stuff yes. like that like a Leeds 3-0 win I mean we're all just <laughs> we're all just looking for her yeah. and then she goes off and does something stupid you can't be and then you all just like huddle around her yeah. that you know oh she's at finally she's finally part of this you know group that's you know a big in the world and she's you know an influencer or whatever and you give her all this attention now you can't you know you can't be upset when you find out that it's unreal because mm-hmm. She's come from this state where she's depressed, she's lonely, no one wants to be with her. And, like, all of a sudden, almost overnight, she just, like, blows up. Mm -hmm. And, like, so my whole thing is you can't be upset with her for doing something ridiculous like that. Do you mean that as, like, someone watching the movie or the people in the movie? Uh, no, the people in the movie. Because okay. like even her parents just like, oh, you can stay here as long as you want. We'll make you cocoa, we'll ah, make you okay. soup. We'll, oh, we'll look after you. We'll pat you on the okay. head. And like, but like, where was that beforehand? Yeah, because that's not okay. Yeah. Um. So it's like I feel like some people will enjoy this because it's it's their generation and it's it it, it will speak okay. to them. Okay. And it will speak to their generation of influencers who like okay. and sorry, Dylan O'Brien's character in this fucking hate him okay and he does exactly the same thing as she does but okay. for some reason he gets away with it okay so he pretends to be someone he's completely not he's right. from Maine but he's an influencer right um, but he does the exact same thing but somehow gets away with it that's, I feel that's, like that's, yeah. that's not okay yeah um, but yeah it just spoke to me and I, that's the reason I really okay. I wanted to talk about it on this okay so is the movie then just her getting away just doing things that are quote unquote not okay and getting away with it until no she oh. doesn't and then eventually she, but she's villainized and I feel like that's the problem is that like everything is put on her sorry, okay um, when really like okay. everyone around her was do, yeah. was not helping her at all and okay. you know so that's uh, it was just something I kind of had to argue and um, maybe that's what they were going for I don't know but yeah yeah and um, how's that with Dodge in it because I like she plays her. the character well yeah because uh, she was also she's in, annoying <laughs> yeah well that's good yeah. she, she's the one from Zombieland 2 isn't she no she's Zombieland oh, 2 oh maybe she is in Zombieland oh yeah she is Zombieland yeah. 2 yeah and she's also in the outfit which I've enjoyed her in both of those yeah. things um, no she plays the character well like, she's she's also, is she also Emily and Perry no you're thinking about Lily Collins oh that's who Emily and Perry is is Lily Collins also doing something else in Paris that's not that doesn't matter so Emily in Paris too. Maybe that's it. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm derailing this point altogether. Yeah. So, would you recommend I watch it? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's a hidden gem because it's just nobody's seen it, and it's just no, no. I, I, as I said, I feel like a lot of people will enjoy mm-hmm. this, but I just it, personally it wasn't for me. Okay. And I think people will be a little bit split on it because it's the. I think there's sides to the story a little bit less like Uncut Gems. I feel like Uncut Gems is just like this is a bad person doing bad things. Oh, okay. Whereas but I feel like this is a, a person... A vulnerable a bad, person. Yeah, doing... Put, put in a, a bad situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, right. yeah. Okay. But it, it kind of just spoke to me on that level, is that, like, the whole population of the world... Or, sorry, everyone within her circle just seems to, like... And, sorry, she goes viral. So, like, she becomes this kind of thing... I should like, get COVID. No. <laughs> 
she becomes this kind of thing where like when the secret comes out that she wasn't where it wasn't in Paris like people really bash her like she yeah, gets yeah. like this you know, Instagram thread or uh, yeah, Twitter yeah. thread and I feel like again that's I think another issue with society these yeah. days is that you know when yeah. you're when Quick you're good you're good you're yeah, yeah. bad you're bad so um, oh, nice okay but yeah how I, long is it? 150 maybe no give it a pass yeah, no, uh, well I know Avril in the house watched it she gave it two and a half stars as well yeah and she said don't watch this if you're hungover or hate yourself even a tiny bit the second hand embarrassment is crippling yeah that's fair there you go yeah that's all the context I have for that uh, 143 143 mm. don't do it go watch Prey instead yeah uh, but it's both up for the same award we haven't decided who wins yet yeah. um, right so the other per- the other award another movie in this category is 13 Lives Oh, I love it. Which I get to talk about, oh, which no. is not great because you love this movie way more. Uh, but yeah, 13 Lives, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That, also, the first two are on Disney Plus and this one's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, this I think this is going to be the streaming section. <laughs> no, because Brian Charles didn't go out and stream, David. No, I'm just saying, like, for, for this <laughs> yes, podcast. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, yeah, so uh, 13 Lives, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it is the latest Ron Howard movie who hasn't done a movie in a while what did he do last he did the whale movie with um, I'll Thor get I'll get on it he did Rush everyone's going off Rush um, but yeah so this movie basically tells that story that everyone's like oh yeah I remember that which was when the uh, it was Taiwan was it or no it was Thailand Thailand sorry uh, Thailand uh, a football team and their coach got stuck in a cave after there was a flash fl- flooding and it was they were, what two kilometres in that cave two and a half yeah. two and a half kilometres into a cave flash flooding and it was all these narrow sort of caverns and such that they couldn't swim so they sent in um, two English divers who had experience with extracting people from caves but it oh sorry his last movie, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, he doesn't, that doesn't count. Because uh, he had to Oh no, H- Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, that's supposed to be bad as well. Yeah. Brad Howard's a good director, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But, um, what you call it? This, yeah, so, uh, so the, these English divers, along with the uh, Thailand government and other sort of... Navy sti- SEALs, yeah. Navy SEALs and stuff like that have to go and rescue these uh, footballer, uh, this football team who they, you know, do or do not know is alive at the time. And it's basically a story about all of these different sort of teams and organizations and governments and councils and the public coming together to do what is right for, you know, mankind, which is to save these lives of the 13 people yeah. uh, at any cost. And it's got a fantastic cast of Viggo Mortensen, who people would know from the Lord of the Rings movie, but also Captain Fantastic. It's got Colin Farrell, Gazzy award-winning actor, uh, Colin Farrell, best known for the Batman, of course, and Joel Edgerton. Best known for Bright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, lad. Uh, he's also in Star Wars. He's also in Star Wars, yeah. But uh, yeah, th- these and there's also some other great supporting actors in it as well. But yeah, it's 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 a two hour and thirty minute movie. It's a fun- it's 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 it, for anyone who might know of the story, you don't know the story yeah. because there's so much stuff that go into this that, that that's in this movie that I had no idea it happened at the time. Um, like I I won't get it's it's a minor spoiler, but the mayor of the town. It was his last fucking day. Yeah. And this shit. Imagine that shit yeah. happens on your last day. It's like imagine working in a supermarket or something like yeah. that. And you, something spills on aisle six. And you're just like, nah, it's my last day. I'm not going near that. Yeah. But imagine that's 13 footballers stuck in a cave. Yeah, like, no. you can't walk away from yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic story um, that I won't ruin the ending of. But um, it's solid cast. And as David likes to shine on it's just great humanity story of life some shit yeah I was just looking up the, the caption to the movie is 5,000 people 17 countries one miracle that united the world yes. uh, I don't know if united the world but you know yeah. it was on every news station yeah um, right go on no this is Legend it was- like, okay so 
I'll start with the negatives. I think these actors, the actors were good, but I just think they, I've seen them do better. They got rid of Colin Farrell's um, Widow's Peak. Yeah. And yeah. you knew it was a bad off to a bad start. Yeah. Um, I also, I thought it was funny when they kept bringing up Harry and Harry's the guy from In Bruges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but no, firstly, directing wise, I think this is one of um, Ron Howard's best movies in the last while. I'm just looking at his, his uh, filmography, like Hillbilly Elegy, Solo, and then even before that, it was Inferno. And then oh, even see. before that, in the heart, in the heart of sea was was twenty fifteen. Oh wow! So then even before that, it was Rush. So like yeah. like from Rush in twenty thirteen to this, um, I think that's a big. He does jump. a good movie every ten years. Yeah, uh, he's done a few documentaries as well, yeah. which might be you know. Yeah, he did one at the same time as this for something else. Fuck, that's the vaguest sentence I've ever said. We um, feed people, no? Yes, it is, is something that a, yeah. about that. Because he was like he was doing the two at the same time, and yeah. he was talking about how it's so interesting to be doing two projects that have the same. Theme of like volunteerism. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but so just on the positives, I think like the underwater scenes or the scenes in the cave, like if you're anyway claustrophobic, you know, you, you will kind of get some sort of sense of anxiety from this movie. But if you love caves, man, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Um, in, I did think it was a little bit like you had the Hollywood section of the movie and then the, the yes, Highland movie I section agree. of the movie, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I feel like it the was white just, saviors versus the kind of the. Yeah. The, what felt like the real characters but I will say that I think the the actors did a good job of just being like nah this is our job this is what we're doing like yeah. Viggo Mortensen was just and Viggo Mortensen while I think he he didn't do a fantastic job I think he has some really really good scenes like the yeah. bit where they come out where they find the kids and they come out and have that meeting mm. I think he's absolutely fantastic and there's that. a line he says in it I yeah. won't spoil it it cuts like it cuts deep doesn't it yeah that was that. like there was some really good writing in it that yeah. like, really puts it all into perspective yeah. for you as well that. Um, and then also even, I love Custer Creams yeah that's a big Custer that's, Cream fan I think that gives the character depth though that these are just yeah. normal guys like yes. normal English guys um, I think I saw some reviewers saying like some of the dialogue they were asked to give because they don't have English accents sounded a bit cool yeah, yeah. he's like get away from our Custer Creams <laughs> yeah. you ain't my Custer Creams uh, yeah um, that sounds like I'm from Leeds doesn't it Leeds yeah um, but no like just I I just had a big fan. I was just a big fan of the whole scenes within the cave. Like, you, you really know, got the sense of... You know the actors did all that. Yeah, because Colin Farrell came out and said this was one of the most dangerous movies So apparently, yeah, because Viggo Mortensen was on Stephen Colbert and he was like, he went up uh, to the director and was... Oh no, Ron Howard was and apparently Viggo Mortensen was like, yeah, I've spoken to the cast and we all want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't spoken to the cast. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell then was talking to one of the divers hey, and he was like, way. oh man, what's the scariest movie you've ever had to work on? And he's like, this this one you're <laughs> doing here <laughs> because be grand there's just one bit we lose you and you might get in trouble now I will say um, the underwater stuff looks fantastic but I think if you hadn't known that you would have just assumed it was yeah. stuntmen so yeah. I think it's kind of like yeah you know, adding it, to it doesn't, yeah, it's just like it doesn't really add anything to it too yeah. much but I guess knowing that they did it yeah. kind of like uh, maybe gives them maybe helps their performance a bit more yeah. of understanding what these lads yeah. went through yeah um and yeah, sorry, just on, on the underwater cave stuff, I think the other thing that gives the movie depth is they show you where they are in the cave, plus... It's like a little, little hood, like, yeah. a, kind of like a, a virtual map thing. Yeah, exactly, and there's a, there's a bit where they get a line through the cave, and then the line changes colour mm-hmm. halfway through. And again, yeah. that's something simple that you just, like, you know where they are in the cave yeah. due to that. And then the other thing I just have to highlight in this movie is there's a lot of times where they do this really good section of just, like, showing, not telling. So, like... 
you know, if you're thinking about it, personally, when I, when I heard about this story, like the whole, t- you know, I was thinking like, ah, oh, how hard could it be to get kids out of a tunnel, like, yeah. you know, underwater, you know, yeah. but like it showed, they show you how difficult it is to yeah. get a civilian out of a cave like, yes. without just like being like, oh, it's impossible. How can you do yeah. it? But you like, they show you through the movie how difficult it is and how yeah. hard and how, again, how claustrophobic it is for even one person to yes. get through, never mind. Um, because like, like and, and like even, because like, obviously they're swimming through this cave you kind of like, yeah, that's easy. And then you see the time at which, yeah. they, like how long they're swimming yeah. for and you're like, yeah. Oh wow, it's a big It really gives depth to the to the movie. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, just, I just, I just, I just had a really good time with the tension. That yes. it's, I think it just builds throughout the movie. Yeah. Even knowing how it ended, like if you still have that build intention, and just for again from reviewers who have who've talked about it, just that whole claustrophobia. Like, I don't really get claustrophobic, but I can mm. understand if someone does. Like yeah. this is something that you've been to caves in, in Thailand yeah. before. <laughs> in, yeah, in Asia, <laughs> Southeast Asia. Yeah. But again, it, nothing as scary as mm. that. Anyway, and so. you've scuba dived as well. I've scuba dived. Actually, the scuba dive scenes are very good. So I, I really as yeah. a scuba dive expert yourself. I have a license. Well, carry. as someone who loves custard cream, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you the custard cream love of this movie is accurate and, uh, yeah. and well represented. Um, peer view, Gary. Peer view. Yeah. Thank you for reminding oh, me. I want to so, know. I'm so bad. I'm very up for this. Uh, Emma Callis. Yeah. Four and a half stars. Love it. Says absolutely amazing, beautiful, and captivating film. Yeah. Even though quite long at approximately two and a half hours, it was worth every minute. Would have appreciated more time with the parents, especially Shy's mom. Yeah. Standout performance for me was Joe Edgerton as the Doctor. Yeah, you know, I'm like that's was... probably like his second best performance after Bright. <laughs> All that makeup. All that makeup. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's I think that's just where the issue comes in with the whole the two different movies, two different movies. But I think, yeah. but this is what I'll say about Ron Howard. Whereas, like, I feel like any other director would want yeah. to focus. He would have just cut it, wouldn't he? he would just just, cut... it, just the cave yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but the fact that even there is even some stuff in the community as well, and even like. Yes, you don't get to meet all the families of all the kids and stuff like that, yeah. but you get being able to focus on one mm. kind of gives you a bit yeah. relate to the whole yeah. issue at hand. And they do get a few scenes where their interactions with the Navy SEALs yeah. and with the actual the uh, the uh, rescue divers yeah. as well. So, um, I take all the man New Jersey's though. Oh, would that was just, the thing. That was, the, the that was the other thing. If I got up to, the, I'm like, yeah, man, you're staying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have, I would have actually loved some football banter. Yeah, because the only thing they really talk about, they talk a little bit about the World Cup. Actually, funny enough, that's one thing that really uh, ground me because I yes. was like, oh, I know where it was for that match. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because yeah, they were like, you see Belgium beat Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love all that. Because yeah. Belgium nearly lost to Japan the week yeah. before. So yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it was just yeah, good movie. And it is, I, it is weird these kind of disaster movies happening and like we we were not alive, but like we're it's so like recent that yeah. you know where you were yeah, and yeah, like that whereas creepy. yeah even like stuff that happened even 9-11 I'm just like I was in school yeah so yeah um cool bring the mood down <laughs> just at the end <laughs> that's cause of creeps no you know, I'm, you know no, no, I'm I'm yeah. um, no cause it's so rare because like so many other disaster movies like I don't know like you know I watched Titanic and be like mm. Apollo 13 before my time it's Apollo 13 what's with What's with him yeah. doing movies at 13, 13 disasters on him? Exactly, tell you, yeah. there's another one coming and he'll know about it before I do. <laughs> tell you, he'll have a movie made. We're like, how did he do that? How did he, do, how did yeah. he have that ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Hidden Gem Awards. Um, yeah. I so it it's... comes down to what is the most hidden movie? Yeah, exactly. Which is 13 Lives. Yeah. And what's the biggest gem of a movie? No. Which I... is maybe Prey in my opinion. I'm going to go with Prey. What does the Predator think? <laughs> Just because the Predator is very close to my face right <laughs> Dude, now. I'm not going to lie, you've got three dots on your head. Yeah, exactly. Pray, we're going to pray. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to pray. Uh, okay, fair. And we'll get that director to come and collect it. Dan, 
Danny uh, B. Darren Trackenberg, Danny, yeah. Oh, Danny T. Danny T. Danny T. Right, congratulations, Prey. First movie. Oh, yeah. right. Second one, Blayton Muck. Uh, Blade Muck. Uh, I'll take this one as well. I'll take Go the first one here. Um, so yes, Blade Muck Award, as we described, it's for the most... See, this is like... So this is hard to kind of explain why this is here. So the first one up is Day Shift. Yeah. Which isn't the most overexposed movie, but yeah. I guess when we talk about it as well, we talk about it as a movie that has everything going for it and yet yeah. underperforms. And I think when you have a movie... It, it's his first time directing, so I'm not going to judge the director too much, but it's the production company that does the John Wick movies mm. and did Bullet Train yeah. and so it has all that going for it um, oh also I need to get you the, oh, this is another thing about this movie I need to tell you about but also um, someone like uh, Jamie Foxx is in it yeah. and also um, James uh, Dave Franco as well so like it has that going for it as well yeah. and it's funded by Netflix so you know it probably had a big a big budget as well 100 million what? yeah 100 million according, fuck according oh, to Google here that's that's how was that movie 100 million? That, there's a whole there's a whole scene that's just a house yeah anyway um, I saw some some reviewers say like that was probably just like all of JJ Perry's best friends being like hey do you want to do some stunt yeah, work yeah exactly um, but um, what's going with this so yeah so what the movie about is it's about uh, Jamie Foxx who appears to be a pool cleaner but he's actually a vampire hunter and he's somewhat freelance because he has fallen out with the union yeah um, and then something occurs Sorry, we're based in LA as well. That's important. Oh, yes. Based in LA. And uh, what happens is all of a sudden his ex-wife is looking to move their kid to another region or school or something like that. But because they can't pay the tuition. So he needs to come up with 10 grand to be able to pay for this. And how best to do that quickly is to hunt vampires and take their fangs. But um, he can't do that as a freelancer because it's he doesn't get enough money for it. So he tries to join the union. So he has to go... Uh, he left the union on bad terms, so he has to go back to them, kind of on all four, like fours, like praying, being like, "Hey, can you let me in?" They're like, "Okay, cool." And the head of the union doesn't like him, mm. so he's like, "Right, you can only come back, but not if you break any rules." And then he assigns him like a buddy who's like a pencil pusher and like a super nerd to be like, "Yeah, knows all he, the guidelines." Yeah, knows all the guidelines yeah. off by heart. And he goes, "Right, if, he, if Jamie Fox breaks any rules, you're to tell me, because yeah. obviously then he will go break rules." Yeah. So then what happens is Jamie Fox and the nerd go out looking for vampires but at the same time there's a bigger threat at large yeah. that our main characters don't know about yeah. and Jamie Foxx learns that he cannot you know resist the nerd too much and the nerd can't resist Jamie Foxx they have to come together yeah. for um, the greater good yeah a bit of a buddy comedy a buddy cop kind of movie yeah um, but do you know what Story wise, and I think world building wise, this is quite good. Like, yes, I don't think they they it's, they don't um, dig into it too much about you know how the vampires got there. You know, it doesn't make any sense that they're in LA. Like, why would you be in LA? Yeah, sorry, um, I just discovered something so absolutely fantastically wonderful about this movie. Come on, yeah, tell uh, us. The cinematographer is the same one who did Barb and Star. Go to oh, Mister wow, Tomar. There you go. The person does sunshine. Sunshine. Well. Yeah. Also, the same cinematographer as Get Out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and Fantasy Island and Insidious 2. I feel, I don't know. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so just in terms of the world, Ben, I thought I really liked that. And look, at the end of the day, I, I probably wouldn't hate another movie in no. this world. Abs- so this is my thing. 
and I saw something about it. This production company does old grizzled actor, yeah. works for a shady corporation, yeah. and all of a sudden has fallen out with them and now has to go back to them to complete a mission. Yeah. And it's a really interesting world that's, you know, uh, we're an organization that nobody in the average day knows about, but it's the shady underground that people do. It's the same as John Wick, Bullet Train, yeah. and now this movie as well. And I'm sure yeah. probably legally, um, not legally blonde, atomic blonde. Atomic blonde. Uh, yeah. But also legally blonde, what's going on there? <laughs> um, so the world is really interesting and this is the whole idea of the union that are vampire hunters and there's these vampires going around running real estate yeah. in Los Angeles. School. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's all interesting and you see there's like a scene where they go into the union and there's like a picture of Abraham Lincoln to kind of link back in with that movie or, and book about Abraham yeah. Lincoln vampire killer. So there's like interesting stuff in it. Yeah. But the biggest thing for me is the action in this movie is so good. Yeah. It's uh, it, like the opening scene, yeah. ha- I just stuck it on and within the first eight minutes I was like, cannot wait. Yeah. This is going to be batshit. Now, the action quality does deteriorate throughout but the creativity yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. And there's a great scene in a house. Yeah. There's a big, big brawl in a house that was so, so, like, it didn't move the story along. It There wasn't any particularly cool shots. It was just fun yeah. and action and it was great to see different characters like we've been introduced to we had Jamie Foxx and, uh, and Dave Franco but we were introduced to other characters and we knew their shtick immediately yeah. and then to see how everyone dealt with the danger at the same all oh, that was yeah. great but the story it was the, it was the link the dialogue between is atrocious yeah. throughout it's, there's uh, a character for example who's just brought in at the end to be like yeah we need someone else so come on you're in this movie now yeah like, like Snoop Dogg's in it yeah if that's not that's not a spoiler. <laughs> uh, that's not, so no, he's introduced fairly early, uh, and he's the one who gets Jamie Fox into the union again. Yeah. But it's just a bit all over the place, and then the actions like after the first action scene, there's nothing for a while, and also yeah. the villain was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, so this is the thing. I think they they came up with the three action set pieces. So yeah, first one in the house, the house. Second one in the house, and then the third one at the, the cave. end in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> And they just didn't know how to link it all up. Yeah. Um, and as you say, like even Jamie Foxx is a is you know enthusiastic. He's enthralling and stuff. Like he he's been in some absolutely fantastic movies. But even his you know charisma couldn't really cut the yeah cut the butter. And I thing. think he delivers some. Oh, he had a really good line. Fuck, I meant to write it down. Oh, he had a really good line. I was like, that's so well delivered. Yeah. It's not even that good. Um, and I think the dialogue is really bad at times. And I looked into the writer of it and it worries me because it's the same writer as Army of the Dead, yeah, Army of Thieves, yeah. John Wick 3, which isn't known for its yeah, fantastic dialogue. story, yeah. but he's also going on to do John Wick 4. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you just... I don't know about this guy, Shea Hatton, um, but from a directing point of view... This is the thing, I let, on the on the action scenes, that first one, because it's kind of a little bit shocking, not even shocking, it's just like, Never wow, seen anything like before. yeah. But the problem is it kind of stagnates because you just keep seeing the same type of kind of kills and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and there's also another thing about it where we're introduced to like five different types of vampires. Yeah. But I never really were, was able never to saw like... the difference. Yeah, you? I was never able to differentiate. See, that's them. the thing I would have liked to have seen. You know, in a game you see like a brawler yeah. or you see the big kind of boss. That, it's like, like you ever you played know, The Last of Us. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like different ones different, than that. Yeah. This was all like... They're all shouting and screaming. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen maybe a slow vampire or a fast vampire or something like yeah. that or one that can fly or I don't know. Yeah. Ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. But um, Like ones from What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see Taika Waititi and uh, Matt Berry. Yeah. 
Or like you could even see ones that like just surrender straight away or something. Yeah, ridiculous. That, well, that's kind of interesting. That's, you know the what? Have you, have you watched the what we do in the shadows TV no. show? There's like an energy vampire oh, where he's okay. just a really boring guy. <laughs> so when he talks, you get so tired because he's stealing yeah. your energy. There's also an emotional vampire where she's like, "Oh, my dog died today," and like brings makes people feel real sad. That's how she gets her power. Yeah. Now, obviously, they wouldn't do it in this, but like yeah. you could do different things Sitting like things, this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's that was just the disappointing thing for me is they they. As you say, they got a real good start to the movie and then they just didn't have a story behind it. Yeah. They didn't really have... They had these action set pieces that just didn't link If the movie was like 30% more action, I think it would have thought it was great. If it was just balls to the wall, crazy action. Like what? the first scene. And what if like Jamie Foxx was just mute? No, yeah. Dave Franco. Is Dave mute. Franco mute? Yeah. He's yeah. atrocious in this. Yeah. He, he's just spoiler, miscast. Spoiler alert, he'll come into the worst actor category later on. Yeah. But like... He's such a like, uh, uh, and this is not, I don't care if this boy, he pisses his pants every time there's vampires. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I pissed my pants. It's yeah. just that level of humor. Yeah. And he, this is like, you just don't get that vibe off him at all. Like, yeah. I don't know, he just doesn't, it doesn't come naturally to him. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's done really funny yeah. stuff before, but I just didn't really like him in this. And I don't know if it was the dialogue. I don't know if it was like JJ Perry not being able to go up to him and be like, yeah. hey, tone it down a yeah. bit. You Could know what I mean? Yeah. But he was just like hamming it up and it's just like, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it at all. It was really distracting yeah. in scenes. And this his character goes through a bit of a change later on in the movie and it's just doesn't really land with me at all yeah. because you kind of hate him already. Yeah. You're kind of happy he's... Yeah. He, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Snoop Dogg's good though. Snoop Dogg's good. He, he's written the character of Snoop Dogg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And uh, Minigun. Yeah, there's a Minigun in it. It's very good. That Minigun is fantastic. Class, yeah. that, that's what I mean. Action's great. Yeah. That's why I think it's a yeah, it's an amber movie because like yeah, watch yeah, for the right. action. Yeah. yeah, I think it's two hours though. We've no red movies this month, do we? We definitely have. One. Oh, we'll sorry, one red movie. On oh yeah, movie. we're getting there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, what what was the uh, yeah nobody watched this on nobody sent me any reviews of this. So I have to see one which from Tyler he gave it three stars. He goes, it has to be said, Snoop Dogg's character, Big John Elliot, is greater than Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see in the Van Helsing movie with him. Oh my god! Oh, that's imagine imagine that Hugh Jackman showed up with this. Yeah. <laughs> Look oh, to yeah. see it. Um, okay, and then the other blatant muck movie for this month as well is, and again, it requires intense clarification from myself, is a movie called Nope. I'm going to leave the room because I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> I, I need to explain. So, again, it's talking about a movie that has everything going for it, but doesn't deliver on what's the expectation for it. And I think, well, based on the one thing someone has said to me, and then I looked into it a bit more, some people went into this movie expecting one thing and it did not give them that and then therefore it could be seen as quite a disappointment. However, and especially for a movie that everyone tells you not to read much up on before going in. Yeah. But also you can have the reverse effect of you don't expect much. You expect one thing and it ends up being a different thing and you're very happy about it and it's like a fun, fun adventure time. So the reason it's here is just because of, you know, just, it has a, it's a movie that's, has a strong ability to not live up to certain people's expectations. That's fair, yeah. Considering what uh, Jordan Peele has done previously, I yes. can understand where people are coming from. This is less of a horror movie. Less of a horror movie than us. Very much less than a horror movie. And more of a sweeping adventure, yeah. action adventure. And there's tension in it. Yeah. It's more. It's more of a blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah. It's a blockbuster action movie. Yeah, that's fair. Not a psychological thriller. Yeah. That a get out would have been exactly. Yeah. 
And I think because it's Jordan Peele, people expect that. Yeah. Also, I think the mystery in this isn't as interesting as the other two. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a bigger meaning yeah. in the mystery. And again, we're, we're going to try not to spoil this too yeah. much. Um, do you want to explain what Nope is or do you want to wait for the, this to be a nicer category? Oh, maybe wait for a nicer category. Okay. But again, I think it's just, it, it's easy to understand where you're coming from yeah. there. Um, I just need another movie to put in here, David. No, I think it's fair because like... It's not winning, don't worry. Yeah, but it's it's not, don't go into it with with... Lower expectations. So Don't lower your expectations. Just open your mind. Open your mind. Open yeah. your mind. Yeah. New experience. Yeah. Um. But day shift wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Even the predator is nodding. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there killing Dave Franco. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Right. And then worst actor or the Pierce Brosnan Award for incompetence in acting. Um. We're obviously carrying over Dave Franco from day shift. Um. And there's oh, I get to talk about secret headquarters now. Oh, that's two in a row for me. You can talk about bullshit for days, then that's fine. <laughs> secret headquarters. Right, David. Okay. So, Drop in, people. Right, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just. It's just not good. <laughs> so, uh, the secret headquarters. First of all, horrendous title for the movie. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. So Owen Wilson is with his kids, uh, uh, his kid and wife at a camping site, and something falls from the sky, and Owen Wilson goes to investigate, and then all of a sudden he is greeted by a, like a U.S. Air Force man and his plane and a weird UFO, which they don't call a UFO in this. They call it a U. Or... Yeah, that the weird thing they call it nope, nope. as well. I was like, yeah. two movies mentioned that in, in one month. Very strange. And it's a weird UFO looking UFO. And then all of a sudden a weird orb comes out of it. And then it goes over to, oh, it's played by, it's one of the guys from Grey's Anatomy, Jesse something. Anyway, Williams. Williams, yeah. yeah. Uh, it scans his face. Oh, but Jesse Williams is a bit of a freak because he's all like, this is technology that could help the entire human race and would become the, the most technologically advanced force in the universe. But he's like, but he's an Air Force man. But he has this weird thing about technology. Yeah. Anyway, so then the orb, an orb comes out of the spaceship, scans his face, being like, scanning for Guardian. And then it's like, declined or not accepted. Then it scans Owen Wilson's face and it says like, scanning for Guardian, granted or accepted. And then all of a sudden the spaceship morphs and explodes and then Jesse Williams is unconscious and then it cuts to like three years later after the orb attaches itself to Owen Wilson you know the action star <laughs> and then cut to a couple of years later and then we get like a montage opening of this strange new superhero called the guard and not the Brendan Gleeson <laughs> character from the 2011 or 13 black comedy 13 yeah uh, and it's so funny so for this whole movie they're like the guard is coming <laughs> just like I'm guarding Chicago. <laughs> we said that so much it's, as youths. It's so funny. Uh, but it's, it's yeah, so there's this whole thing about the guard is going around stopping all this crime, which is not like our fucking society. <laughs> they don't believe much. But um, it's, yeah, so this guard's going around the world saving everyone. Uh, but what's happened now is the kid whose name, it's the kid from the Adam Project. Yeah, Walker Scobell. Yeah, it's, it's Scobell. Scobell, yeah. It? Yeah, Scobell. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I was going to mention give, that it's the same kid from the Adam Project. Oh, I kind of wish we could give like I wish I, he's not getting the, the the worst actor nomination in this, but I kind of hoping he would get it so we could call it the Scobell Prize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not a funny joke. Remember when I made the, the the not okay jokes earlier? Fun times. Anyway, so he plays Charlie Kincaid. Oh, Charlie think... Kincaid, yeah. Anyway, so he plays Charlie, and Charlie then and his mother are separated from his father because his father apparently has gotten really busy with work lately, mm. and it's this notorious thing of like Charlie's dad is very absent, 
and all of a sudden then it's his birthday coming up and his dad never remembers his birthday day but it's a whole subplot and what happens then is he has to stay with his dad for the weekend but all of a sudden his dad has to go for another IT conference out of the blue and Charlie then pretends to ring his mom to pick him up but he doesn't he doesn't ring his mom he rings his best mate Burger and who's one of the kid from the boys I'll talk about that in a sec and two mots that they like and they all come over to the house and they're all like they say they're going to have a rager, David. <laughs> That's one of very few, many, many outdated terms in this entire movie. And they're playing around or whatever, and all of a sudden the secret door opens up, and they discover there is a secret headquarters underneath it that belongs to the guard. And everyone's like, oh my god, your dad's the guard. And he's like, no, he must just work with him. And then, oh, sorry, I know this is long, but what happens is Jesse Williams' character, he has a ridiculous Sean name. Irons. Oh yeah, because he, he has a ridiculous name later on. Sean, Sean Irons has becomes like a conspiracy theorist online being like where's the guard how does he get his powers also charlie's a big the guard fan and um he works for michael pena's character anson ansel uh, argon argon who is like a, a billionaire tech company guy who owns like a lot of defense systems and stuff that the guard is putting out of business yeah. so he wants to find the, the technology the guard is using and he's always trying to track it down but the guard is very good at covering his tracks so when charlie and his friends break into the secret headquarters they start messing around with all the gadgets and shit like that. And then all of a sudden, because they're taking the piss, um, Argon and Sean Irons are able to track onto the signal, go to the, go to the house and break in and try and seal that orb, which is called the source. And, it's, and Owen Wilson's off saving the world. So he doesn't know this happening. So the, Charlie and his friends have to band together with all of the guards, tools and technologies to, to fight back Argon and his mercenaries, not mercenaries, but his like team trying to break in and steal the orb. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. But also Home Alone and the MCU. Okay. So look, this movie is fine. It's it's harmless. It's 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 grand, but it's just because it's trying to like be all of these things, you're mm. like, that's just the worst version of these other things. Exactly, yeah. And um the acting is fine. Uh, what's his name? Walker Scoble. You can tell he's trying to play a he's trying to play a kid, but I feel like he's so, seeing him do the press tour for the Adam Project. He's so much more mature. Yeah. So trying to see him play the oh gee my dad never wants to hang out. I just want to see him like I want him to come to one of my baseball games. Yeah. You're at the age kid now where you don't care. What he your doesn't. Dad no, thinks. I just I feel like he's putting it on too much, and yeah. it comes across that he's very Disneyified. Yeah. And then your man who plays Burger Keith L. Williams, he does the same thing he does in this movie that he does in, the, in Good Boys. Where he does that scream. Yeah. And he does that fucking a lot, David. And yeah. it's piercing. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. What I will say is that, like, the kids take the gadgets to school where one of the gadgets is this, like, circle thing. And it's like a portal. And if you have the two cir- circle things, anything you put through the portal goes on the other side. So one of them puts their math test through the circle and the other girl in the library fills it out for her because she doesn't want to study. So shit like that the kids might like. Yeah. I don't know. Um and then yeah and then Charlie uses one of the other things to help him like throw a baseball real fast to get a strike and yeah I guess the reason it's in this category is Michael Page is so fucking annoying in it he's so annoying in this movie worse or better than uh... worse so bad because he's trying to play scheming and he's just I feel like either the dialogue was bad or they didn't write lines for him because that's what it comes across as there's a there's a fight scene at the end between Owen Wilson and Michael Pena where they both have the suit on because yeah. there's two suits now like every good Marvel movie yeah. and like it's a funny it's a funny scene where he's like going over to a water fountain like taking a water sip but it goes on for like 30 seconds too long and it's yeah. just like this is 
meant to be funny. Yeah. The action's kind of cool at the end. Yeah. But it's just a bit of a disaster of a movie. Yeah, I can kind of tell it's like it's a Paramount Plus exclusive, <laughs> so I should have known. Um, but it's family friendly. Yeah, I don't think there's anything too raunchy in it. Yeah. Um, Owen Wilson's grand. It's a bit disappointing seeing him in this after Loki. And sorry, so it seems like Owen Wilson isn't in this a lot, is he? Not really, no, because yeah. he's off saving the world. Yeah, the he's kind of off screen. Um, yeah, it seems a bit weird. Like the the cast, like Michael Pena, Jesse Williams, Owen Wilson. It's weird. There's actually one guy in it. His name is Charles Melton. Hmm. And he's in Bad Boys for Life. He's one of the Bad Boy Junior team guys. Okay. He's really good in it. Yeah. Oh, the... Yeah, so he's Asian, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's really good in this yeah. movie. He's my favourite part. And spoiler alert, they shoot him in the head. I'm <laughs> just like... Fuck. Yeah, because Michael Pena's going around being like, leave no traces and stuff like that. So it gets a bit dark because he starts killing off his own men. Yeah. And they look to blow And he's like... He's like the... Uh, one of the... Mercenaries. mercenaries no yeah he's one of the mercenaries yeah so he's kind of cool he's like he's having a great time okay yeah uh, yeah so he comes into the room he's like guys, guys I found nothing except for like a secret door to a lair <laughs> like there's some good bits like that he seems to be having good fun yeah. uh, and the two kid the kid actors aren't really particularly the, the two girls one of them I think her name is like something yeah Abby James Witherspoon I wonder if it's connected yeah I, don't know. I mean come on there's only um, so, many, so many Witherspoons yeah <laughs> but uh yeah yeah, I just have to give it to Michael Pena because it's because I've seen him in this in Moonfall now and two in a row, two in a row, and yeah. also the, there's an obscene, obscene, yeah, what was it? load of Volkswagen cars. Volkswagen, in it. okay. Because the whole reveal for the new car because they have a car they call it the G Mobile something. I wish I called my car, <laughs> but uh, and it's a Volkswagen as well, so it's like it's perfect. And they released the new, they have a new G Mobile at the end, and it looks it's that weird, you know, that weird, you know, the Volkswagen van. It's like a new tech version of that. I feel like it's a real thing. But like the logo is like in the center of the screen as yeah. two characters talk. Yeah. And um, it's a lot. Um, I feel like I had more things to hate about this movie. But uh, yeah, the jokes are bad. I think you've gone on long enough. Yeah, I have. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's because I know you haven't seen it. I feel like I need to, you know, yeah, explain it. Anyway, Michael Pena gets this nomination because he's Good for him. Oh, Wilson's harmless in it. Yeah. And then what, uh, what, uh, what's his name again? Scoble. Uh, Scobes. I love seeing that, that kid he's, he's been good I haven't liked either of the movies he's in but he's solid like he's so solid in them anyway and I'm interested to see what he does now yeah yeah um, but the last nomination for uh, this category is one you disagree with but I'm going to make you talk about it's yeah. uh, Joey King in Secret Headquarters uh, not Secret <laughs> Bullet Train Bullet Train will we, not, will we give this will we give the award for this first and then talk about I think we might have to suspend that until after we talk about Bullet Train Boy. Because I would vote to give it to Joey King. Ah, that's harsh. Mm. Really? Yeah. Jesus, that's very harsh. Well, see, I think she um, is a worse... She has the worst performance in a better movie. Sorry, who else is nominated for this? Dave Michael Franco. Pena and Dave, Fra- Dave Franco. Yeah, but that's in a bad movie. I don't know. I didn't think she bullet- was that bad. I really didn't think she was that bad. I'll have to go to the Predator. <laughs> Me? What the... <laughs> right, fine. We'll go Dave Franco. Yeah. The Predator agrees. <laughs> predator, I can't disagree. Um, no, I can. I oh, the Predator doesn't like going after women. <laughs> so exactly, yeah. She's Franklin. defenseless. Yeah, exactly. Defenseless little girl. Um, okay, so yeah, okay, so the, then what? Sorry, last two nomin or last two. Oh, sorry, categories. I didn't do my peer review. Yeah, yeah sorry, go on. <laughs> my peer review is uh, it's from uh, it's from uh, Mark, not the Mark we know, another yeah. Mark, and he goes. Uh, three stars he goes mom I would love it if they made Iron Man 4 in the near future <laughs> mom oh don't worry baby they've got Iron Man 4 streaming on Paramount Plus <laughs> at home good job um, 
Oh yes, last thing I'll mention about um about uh, uh Secret Headquarters, same director as Paramount Paranormal Activity three and four, and also Project Power. Wow. Uh, and also it is the writer of Thor Ragnarok, Thor the Dark World. And that oh, there's one of four writers. So there's that writer. Then there's also oh sorry, the two directors. There was someone of oh yes, the cinematographer of this movie, Larry Fong. What's he done? I hear you ask. Batman v Superman, Thought of Justice. Watchmen, Kong Skull Island, 300, uh, Sucker Punch, The Predator, the new one that came the out, new one, yeah. and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. What? Yeah! Anyway, moving on. Sorry, I thought... Let's I say, to... hold on, there's four, there's two directors and four writers. Yeah, two, two, of the direct, two of the writers and the two directors. Oh, wow, Jesus. Yeah, they paid a lot of money for this movie, probably. Fuck. But yeah, let's talk about Bullet Train in our Best Actor Award. But just let's, let's just talk about Bullet Train in the Hulk because yeah. it's the last movie we have here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're going to talk about Bullet Train. As you can imagine, it's a movie that predominantly takes place on the bullet train that goes through Japan. Um, and we are introduced to uh, Brad Pitt, who is a assassin. Works for an assassin company. Company, yeah. He's like a freelance assassin. And um, what he's gone on to the train to do is to try and steal a package, mm-hmm. which uh, contains a lot of money. Um, how deep do you want to go on this? Because I feel like I w- I loved going in so blind on this, or relatively blind. No, on this. I, I I look. I don't think we have to spoil too much about it because like the, I think you 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 teed it up nicely. Yeah. There's some there's some cameos in it. Yeah. But we're going to talk about some of the, the characters who you wouldn't know about. We're not going to give too much away. I think we yeah. can talk about the action, the story, and um just the characters and actually the actors in it as well. I think. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is that obviously Brad Pitt isn't the only, or Brad Pitt's Ladybird isn't the only assassin going after this um, package. package. There are a number of different assassins on the train um, that are all going after kind of similar things, maybe cer- certain different things that are also happening as well. Um, and it all kind of culminates in them, you know, meeting each other throughout the, the train journey. Uh, they're going from Tokyo to Kyoto, is yeah. that it? Um, and. Yeah, obviously, look, when you get these kind of characters on the same vehicle, you know, different things same can occur. railed transport. Yeah, um, but I think we can start by saying this was fantastic. This is right up our So stage. this movie got panned. I think it's like 50% Rotten Tomatoes yeah. or something like that. And I can completely understand yeah. why. But I had so much fun in it. Yeah. I was laughing at this movie more than other people in the cinema. And that's always a bad sign. Yeah. Because I have weird sense of humour. So, because, uh, where were you? Why didn't you watch? Oh, you were at a Rovers game. Rovers match, yeah. And, um, well worth it. Sorry? Well worth it. <laughs> well worth it. Uh, and I was always very eager to hear what you thought of it, because I was like, I need to know. Right. I'm not going and saying here. Yeah, no, because uh, I went to see this with Kira, and like, she was like, afterwards, she was like, you enjoyed that far too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just the type of humour the just the injection of action callbacks callbacks callback humor the, the types yeah. of characters in it like there's two characters who who are definitely up for the best actor yeah. uh, award which would be Brian Terry Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson who are like ripped right out of a, a Quentin Tarantino movie there's Guy Ritchie elements to it which yeah. we love and it, it's it's it just has all this types of humor that we jo- enjoy but I can also see why people wouldn't like it because I you know the story could be seen as you know quite derivative maybe yeah. some character arcs aren't. Hundred percent there. Some characters just cop in and then yeah, uh, they just disappear. Some like of the jokes go on for too long or too focused, yeah. which I loved more because <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, and um, and I like it, like some of the types of characters, like we said, have been seen in other things. So it's yeah. just like they're just playing characters from this. But yeah. I just saw it as more of like 
it's these characters from like like it's characters from a Quentin Tarantino movie in an action in a more action packed movie, yeah. which is that's a winning yeah. combination in my yeah, eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Um. The the world building as well. I know I mentioned it earlier, but again, it just felt like you could you could have. I I would watch a similar story taking place somewhere else with, you know, per people we hear about or things like that. It's just like developing out the world that like this isn't the only thing happening. Yeah. Or like there is there's something happening say across the world yeah. that in the exact exact same arena the exact same idea happening with different characters yeah. um so again that's something i just really enjoyed is that it just it just feed fed the world and, and it and made it, it feel more around and it, it was it was probably meant to be yeah and, and it's a simple premise it's a train that mm. stops there's carriages you just you under like those yeah. are the rules those are the those are the the, the boundaries of, of of the game and of the movie and you get to play within that then yeah um and I just think it's really interesting what they do with every time the train stops, yeah. every time they move through certain carriages. I will say the trailer's ruined a lot of yeah. this movie, so do stay away from them as much as possible. Yeah. I know that's what some people seem to give out about it because they think the trailer's better than the movie, but I think I watched one trailer and stayed away from yeah. it then. Um, and I really enjoyed it for it. I think a lot of the jokes are ruined in the movie, uh, yeah. in the trailer as well. But I think, um, yeah, the performances. Brad Pitt, man, like after winning the Oscar yeah. and what he does in Lost City, yeah. and then this role as this kind of like a pacifist assassin who's yeah. kind of found his true calling trying yeah. to be zen kind of hippie yeah. yeah that whole thing throughout like not wanting to kill anyone but like Mr. Magooing his <laughs> yeah. way through a train where yeah. people seem to die around him yeah. uh, and then like the characters of uh, Aaron, or Tangerine, Tangerine and, and Lemon, Lemon. Yeah. Um, like they're like great I, again I don't want to say too much about it because no, like yeah. they're different exactly. like one of them has a particular affiliation um, to uh, affiliation but just fascination with a certain animated or, or children's, children's TV show TV that show, yeah. some people I saw some people giving out about but I thought it was really funny yeah. um, it's trains Gary makes sense yeah and like <laughs> and the, the fact that there's like you know some there's elements there's threats that are set up early on in the movie that are paid off throughout yeah. that I just think is well done yeah um, and I will say jo- Joey King brings this movie down so much in my eyes well, what was it? Was it just, she just, you didn't believe her or was it? It's just, it's this weird thing of like, the type of character she's playing, she comes across as so unlikable. Yeah. But I feel like the character she's meant to be is more pro-feminist. Okay. In that like, how dare you not assume this of her? You know, she's going to go out and get what she deserves. Yeah. But it comes across as like a snotty little brat being like, trying to like get like one up on like people but I don't want to say too much but it's just like I don't know it's just like I would have been I wish I was rooting for her that's what I want to say I wish I I wish I was rooting for the way the movie made me feel like I was trying to because of the message I think it was trying to promote yeah do you know what I mean yeah okay fair I I can understand yeah like I didn't like her yeah and I feel like that was a problem but I I didn't like a lot of people in the movie (laughs) yeah but I just feel like for the the character like I know you're not we weren't supposed to like anyone it was like Brad Pitt was your but I I feel like I liked Brian Tree Henry uh, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson you know I feel like I liked the the, oh, I don't know if I liked Aaron Taylor Johnson's character. Like, I thought he was a bit of a. Well, he was West Ham West fan. fan. <laughs> no, but like, but I love, I, but I love yeah, when he was on screen. Yeah. I didn't like when Joey King's on screen because okay, I, I just felt like I don't know. There was something. Maybe it was her arc, yeah. but I just feel like she was an. Oh, she was annoying. I didn't want to hate her. Yeah, fair. No, I can understand. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, no, I get, I get where you're coming but from. But I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to say other things about other people in the movie, yeah. but because again, it's a bit of a spoiler movie. But. Also, a little bit shook by this eighty-six to ninety million budget. That's yeah. I will say it comes across kind of cheap because there is only like five carriages. <laughs> like yeah. it's like, do you know what I mean? 
I suppose. But I, yeah, I don't know. Um, CGI is like, a bit poo at some points. But I don't know. I feel like I mean, fifty percent of that has to go to the actors. Like with the amount of talent you that's have. That's true. Yeah, that's a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of even that. even some of the cameos. I'm like, they can't have been cheap. Could not have been cheap. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But no, like I think. In one sense, I think we're slightly oh. biased on this because I think this is right up our street. This yeah. is the other guys. This is the nice guys. Yeah, this it's, is too, that it's bros having fun. Yeah, it's it's a bit silly. Um, mm. So I think we're a little bit kind of biased in that sense. But I yeah. definitely think if you like those sort of kind of Guy Ritchie movies, a little bit Tarantino, you're going to have a great time yeah. with this. Yeah. Also, yeah, I realised I was just looking at my review there. Another reason why I was annoyed with Joey King was she was the main female in the movie and the yeah. most unlikable. And then also you had fucking Karen Fukunaga in this movie yeah. doing nothing. There's also another character. There's another character. female character who, who... But like she's got enough going on that I'm like, this movie... That, this mo- like, but when I thought Karen Fukunaga from The Boys and most famously from The Suicide Squad, not The Suicide Squad, School Suicide Squad, action star, mm. does nothing in this movie. Like, why'd you get her for yeah. this? Annoyed yeah. me. Anyway. Yeah, I was kind of expecting her to be... There'd be more to her. Yeah. But yeah, she doesn't really um, do anything. Um... But yeah, not for everyone maybe, but definitely a fun time. We we loved it. Yeah, um, and my and I think this movie should nearly just win every award because of this one letterbox review. Yeah, which is from Tyler Four and a Half Stars. R.I.P. Agatha Christie. You would have loved Bullet Train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so for best actor, then David. So we have the nominees are Brian Tree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson, and one or the other for Bullet Train. Uh, Amber not, Mi- not Brad Pitt, no. Oh, I love them. I, I I know there's there's a bit in a toilet, and I know yeah. some people absolutely hate it. But again, I thought that just speaks to what that character is. He's so fascinated by something that's so simple, and it's, mm. it's been seen. I love. I don't know, but I loved. Um, I know. See, I think I I do like the uh, tangerine and lemon interaction yes. more. And you, it's but yeah, I don't know. It's just. Well, I'll finish the nominees anyway. Yeah, and then it's Amber Mid Thunder for Prey. Yeah. And then I have Kiki Palmer for uh, Nope. I can't believe someone talking about Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Fuck Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Um, we pick one. Amber Mid Thunder. I think she carries that movie. Plus the Predator is looking at me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, he wouldn't watch it. Again. <laughs> um, uh, he, game respect game. <laughs> you know what? I'll say yeah. I'd agree because it's nearly like a. Um, what you call it, Sigourney Weaver-esque alien performance where she's able to carry that whole movie yeah. because of, like, you know, being there for the action and the stunts. And... Yeah, new time time. Yeah, I, I'm hesitant to give it to Brad Pitt because, like, Brad Pitt doesn't need another yeah, award. He exactly. doesn't need a gazzy. He's got yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, and then, I kind of like, I like it on Antonio Johnson because... I just can't, they, I don't think he can separate them either. That's a great point, David. That is a fantastic point. And then Kiki Palmer, she, yeah, I just really enjoyed her in the movie. Yeah. What I give to Amber Midthunder? Midthunder, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Gazzy, award-winning director. I don't know that. <laughs> Redditor looks pretty angry. And I can only assume how angry he sounds by the editing I was bothered to do. Um, and then worst actor then, we gave to Dave Franco. Dave Franco, yeah. And then for Poovy of the Month, it's between Day Shift and Secret Headquarters. Gary, take it away, Gary. Yeah, Secret Headquarters, 1,000%. <laughs> and again, like, it's not, like, I've seen more, gr- like, it's not a bad movie on what it is. Yeah. It's just the worst movie I've seen this month. There you that's go. That's not... Like, I could have watched something horrendous. You could have watched Muck, yeah, I could have watched Orphan First Kill. Yeah. You know? I think that's out today. Yeah, it is. <laughs> not <one>. bothered. <laughs> uh, and right, then Movie of the Month, our nominations then are Prey, Bullet Train, and Nope. And let's try and swiftly talk about Nope. Because Jesus, for podcasts that we're like, this will fly, we've ended up talking for a yeah. while. Yeah. 
Oh, we've got a lot of cuts to Nope. Make. You talking, my talking. I can talk for a bit, yeah. but nope. Um, so, so nope. Again, I don't know how deep we should go. Okay, I'll try my best. So, basically, it's a movie about... <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> Gordon Peele. Pierce Brosnan isn't in the movie. That's why I think... And Leeds winning 3-0 against Chelsea certainly shows that... ...force. But I suppose in a more simple way, what I could say this movie is about is... Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are... ...horse ranch owners, mm-hmm. and they supply horses to Hollywood for stunts and such. And an incident occurs where they now have to run their own, run the biz, run the family business. Kiki Palmer is the more entertainer of the two. Daniel Kaluuya is very um, one note, very you know um, shy, doesn't have a lot to say. And uh, it's about them trying to get some money. But these weird events keep happening uh, nearby that's causing them to shift their priorities to that. And then it becomes a case of you know linking up with Stephen Yun a bit to understand what's going on there. They're, they go to a, they even go to a tech shop to get some cameras to see if they can kind of capture some footage. And then it's all about them trying to understand the mystery of what's going on in their ranch and um, protect their business. Yeah. That's Sense. the best way I can kind of... Yeah. But yeah, like, like we kind of said in the Blatant Muck epi- uh, segment, they're... Uh, you know, it's 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 not the most horror esque movie. It's definitely more of a blockbuster. I would deem it as yeah. very much a Spielberg blockbuster yeah. of a movie. And um, performances are all great. Yeah. Cinematography's great. Same same director of photography as a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. Um, score is fantastic. Um, my biggest problem with the movie is that with all Jordan Peele movies, there is a message, mm-hmm. and then there is a story. Yeah. And I think in this movie. The message is less obvious mm-hmm. because it it's given a nearly a different storyline within the movie. Yeah, and it comes across as two different movies, and because the story ele- element has a beginning, middle, and end, and the message side of the story doesn't really have a beginning, middle, and end, or it has somewhat of a connection to the main story, but not too deliberate that it leaves you kind of trying to understand what the movie's about, and especially when you go in with. Uh, op- open expectations or t- certain ideas about what the movie's about in your mind, it kind of has this just jointed nature to it. Yeah. But again, the one, it, it's a, like a Jordan Peele movie, so it has you coming out of the movie immediately trying to understand what it's about, mm. which is which is a positive. Yeah. And again, I think for it has to be like a big screen is great for some of the action yeah. scenes on it as well. Um, again, all takes place on location and stuff like that. Yes. So yeah, it, again, really helps. I think the problem with this movie is just a little bit of balance. Yeah. I think it was trying to balance too many things, kind of juggle too many storylines all at once. And it leaves you kind of trying to connect dots in the background while things are happening. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But for personally, I thought I really enjoyed it. Like it has this kind of secondary storyline which links to the main storyline. And you're kind of running parallel and you're linking the two. And it's about... It, it also, it, it links into Hollywood as well. And yes. what you do for fame or what you do to kind of... Um, kind of fame and glory and things like that so I can see I can understand why say critics love it in, in that sense um, but as you say I just think I think balance wise there was a bit of an issue there again um, plot and narrative over 
um what you say it was meaning or the message message, yeah. message of the story yeah um but look man i had, I had a good time yeah it's fun again i think the highlight of this is just the end action scene yeah really really top notch like one of the best yeah and jaws-esque kind yeah. of thing and uh, yeah um so I, I would definitely like it's it's funny we're putting in blatant muck, but I would definitely recommend people see it. Oh like, god, make up yeah, your own make up mind. your own mind about it. I think yeah. that's why I have it. you have to go and make yeah. your own mind about it. Um, um, also, I just think as well, I think it's his best directing. Yeah. Since get like Get Out was just like, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Whereas this was like, I didn't know he had this in. Yeah. It. Because just like even some of this, because he's a director writer as well. So even how the even how different story elements are explained throughout, and it all comes together at the end. Yeah. Um. And it's all and it's all used really smart. I I, I yeah, I thought it was really well, really yeah. well executed ending. Yeah, absolutely. Um, leaves it kind of vague at the, at the end as well. Kind of <laughs> does, with, yeah, with their main well, characters. So and again, probably open to interpretation. Yeah, um, funny. Yeah, kind of uh, black comedy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and again, I like some of the side characters. There's a few side characters in this that come in. There's a weird dialogue as well, but I feel like that's kind of intentional. Yeah. Um, and it's the weird kind of thing of getting in at the right time in certain aspects of, yeah, it's just, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird movie, but it's Jordan yeah. Peele. It's Jordan Peele, yeah. Interesting to see what he does next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in terms of movie, the month, David. Again, I feel like we're very biased. <laughs> Come on, I, w- I want to hear what you think first before I come out with my nonsense. Well, like, Secret Headquarters, <laughs> while it has going for it, um, it's so hard because Prey is not the most groundbreaking movie. Yeah. It's a, it's the solidest, solidest movie. Mm. Nope was... It, it hit, it, it aimed for the moon, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it had a lot going for it, but I wasn't truly satisfied oh, yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. And Bullet Train is not good, but I had so much fun with it. So I'm really struggling yeah. to pick one. Yeah, this is probably our best month for a while. Uh, this is definitely like this is definitely best month for a long, long time. Yeah, Bullet Train. It's like it's the one I'd I'd watch straight away again. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and it's one I recommend everyone to watch and then make up their own yeah. one as well. Yeah. Much like Nope. Yeah, I'm Brian Charles. Yeah, <laughs> gonna keep referencing that forever and ever. And yeah. um, so if everyone does, if everyone sees yeah. it, we'll, we'll stop mentioning yeah. it. But until then, <laughs> bullet train. Yeah, bullet train. Wow. Right. So to recap, um, bullet so train would see the thing is the uh, the predator doesn't know what a train is, yeah. but, he, but he understands bullet. So, That's a good point. So he's on board. <laughs> so we got bullet trains in our movie. Secret headquarters in our movie. Uh, best actor is. Uh, Amber Mid Thunder, worst actor is Dave Franco. Blade Muck is Day Shift, and Hidden Gem is Prey. Prey. That's a nice little spread yeah. compared to last month where I we know. just gave them all to like yeah, two, two movies. separate movies. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, we'll quickly run through what's coming up for the next month because we Perfect. have got a month ahead of us. Yeah. It's a bad like yeah. So the reason why we're recording this early is because we're going away. Yeah. And when, once we get back, we're right into it, Davis. This is where uh, we're we writing the shit. <laughs> we've got Fall coming out. That movie I talked yeah. about last month. I got pushed. Um. Funniest thing about that movie since we last spoke about it was uh, they have used deep fake technology to change the mouths of the actors saying the F word so that they can bring the rating from a uh, an R rating down to like a PG-13 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Nonsense. Uh, we got 3,000 Years of Longing with Tim- Tilda Swin, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. uh, George Miller who did... Idris Bat- Elba. Yeah, two months, two get. Uh, yeah, two that month. beast. Oh, we missed beast this month, but if yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It might if it's really good, we'll talk about it next month. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Where, I don't know where we get the time. Yeah, but it's basically all this kind of like 
Um, this doctor runs into this genie and it offers three wishes, but something goes or something goes awry. I mean, I don't, that sounds like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to explain them all too much. Uh, then we've got Pinocchio coming out in Disney Plus with Tom Hanks and Pinocchio and yeah. other Pinocchio characters in it. Yeah. Um, all I want to see from that, David, Pleasure Island. That's all I want to see. I want to see those boys turned into donkeys. Nice. Is that too much to ask? Oh yeah. Uh, see how they run with yeah. Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan. Looks like a bit of a. Um... Knives out, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, like I don't have a, I don't have a good feeling about this one. I don't know. I don't think um, Sam Rockwell. Signed now, anything. how many times have we st- yeah. we sat here and said, also "Why this, Yeah, why is it? I said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie can't be bad. This actor's in it. Yeah, well, I don't know awesome. how I feel about this. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, uh, it's about these twenty-something-year-olds get stuck in a remote mansion during a hurricane. A party game goes very, very wrong and ends up with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn. Uh, and with dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn they try to find the killer amongst them mm-hmm. it's among us uh, Crimes of the f- Future yeah this is Viggo Mortensen it's uh, Dar- is it Darren Aronofsky no no, no um, Cron- Cronenberg. Cronenberg David Cronenberg yeah, yeah it's something about the human species adapt to synthetic environment the body undergoes new transformation and mutations accompanied by his partner celebrity performance artist Saul Tenser showcases the metamorphosis of his organs meanwhile a mysterious group tries to use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution looks fucked looks, <laughs> looks like a fucked, fucked movie yeah uh, then we've got uh, Don't Worry Do- Darling on the 23rd yeah. of September uh, it's that Florence, Olivia Wilde Florence, Florence Pugh, Pugh and yeah. Harry Styles I love how sick Florence Pugh is of this shit it's yeah. great fair play to her because yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if I aired my grievance about Harry Styles on the podcast, but get over it. Yeah, you broke Ted Lasso's heart. I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, basically, it's about living in an experimental community. A housewife starts to suspect that her husband's company is hiding disturbing secrets. Then, I so think, the thing with that is, we've seen something similar like that on TV recently. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as good as that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay, uh, then we've got Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, David. I was just going to mention this. this adds to our um, our list. People of movies. go to a place. No, a list of movies that rhyme. Do you know? Yeah, people go to a place. Oh no, yeah, people go to a place. So what you got Barbara Star go to Vista Mar. No, sorry, Barbara Star go to Vista Mar. Yeah, and Jerry Marsh go large. Go large. They yeah. go to a place. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> Mrs. Harris go to Paris. This looks quite good. and It's reviewing very well. Yeah. Basically, it's about in 1950s, a London now widowed cleaner fall. Sorry, widowed cleaning lady falls madly in love with a couture Dior dress to. Oh, she falls in love with the dress, deciding that she have, must have one of her own. After working to raise the funds to pursue her dream, she embarks on an adventure to Paris that will change not only her outlook, but the very future of the House of Dior. Nice. Yeah. And then finally, Hocus Pocus 2. Won't be any worse than um, House, House Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> You'd hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, but yeah, any of those sticking out to you that I quickly um, read through? Sorry, I <laughs> I was looking at a list of movies there and uh, I lost it. Um... Sorry. Put it this way: if you if you found one, it's three. Prob- so three thousand years of longing. Yes. Just because it looks a bit weird. Yeah. It looks a bit like an everything everywhere all at once. But again, I'm not sure what to expect. Do George Miller, the, though. Do you want to read the things? I I sped through. No, it, right? no, no, it's good. Oh. No, um, and then see how they run. But again, you've tempered my expectations on that one. I don't know. I just think it looks like a, a rip off Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I don't know. Could be fun. Anyway, yeah, that's me. Those two. Those two. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm definitely a. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in the Pinocchio one. I'm on a bit of a Tom Hanks buzz at the moment. Yeah, He's America's dad. <laughs> He's America's dad. Um, my hair, Mr. Hanks. Or America's, America's dad and the wooden boy. <laughs> and yeah, probably 3,000 years along. And just because I'm interested to see what George Miller decided to do after all this, after six years after Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. 
Um, right, I think that's it, David. That's us. That's it, us done. That's August done. August done. I mean, there's another few days left, but you know. For us to listen. Um, well, look, David, thank you very much for stopping by. Delighted to be here. <laughs> I want to say thanks to anyone who's listened to this and any of the other ones. Uh, if you want to shoot us what you're thinking about movies, you can either message us on at reading the beers on Instagram. You can also follow us on Letterboxd and throw your reviews up there and we'll read them out next month. And if you have any other thoughts or whatever, let us let know. Let us know. Uh, if you want to come up to me in the street and say you listen to a podcast for me, just get really shy and tell you to go away. Please feel free not to do that. Yeah, I do let us know if we have influence you in any way about certain movies and if those influences were incorrect or correct. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Specifically Bullet Train. Bullet and Brian Train. and Charles. Yeah. We will keep mentioning it. Also, and let us know if you've seen Nope, especially that scene where... <laughs>